Hello and welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul. Co-host Justin Baker in the house. Finally. Actually was able to leave his house for the first time in three months today. Three months. No. <laughs> he uh, he does have this boot on and these crutches. And uh, how you how you feeling? Yeah, not not bad. Not bad. Got uh, got another surgery in a... Uh in like eight weeks. Oh, you have another surgery. Yeah, they got to take two pins out of my, my ah, foot. Ah, yes. So. To put the pins in and take the pins out. And yeah. Well, I actually have like a dozen pins in me, but they're only going to take two of them out. And the rest are just going to stay forever? They're going to stay there. And then, and then in a year, if for some reason, I have, I have two plates in me, one on each side of my ankle. Uh, basically, in a year, if they're bothering me, they'll take them out then. Oh, okay. And if they're not, then they just, just stay in there forever. Them in there and no I'm big deal. Part robot. Well, hey, at least you... Uh, you know, if you're ever hungry and you need a place to put that food, <laughs> you can always cut something out of your ankle and you're oh, good to go. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, so it has been a while. We we know this. Uh, it just, life happened. A bathroom remodel happened. Uh, yeah. Ankles hurt. Keeping busy. And uh, my ACL just blown to bits. So, you know, we're both doing really well this summer in terms of our physical health. <laughs> Uh, but we're back on track. Everything's good to go now. Uh, don't worry. Overtime Hockey Talk's not going anywhere. I know you were all in a panic. Uh, we're, we're good. We're here. Yeah. We're, uh, the, the plan is to always be consistent, but sometimes life takes over. And unfortunately, you know, we, we don't make our living doing this, so we just kind of have to roll with the punches sometimes. But uh, the last we checked, we... Uh, you know, we'd been going through a big, long series of doing three teams and breaking down their off season. Of course, here we are three weeks later, and we still have three teams left to go. And I know all the Vegas and Caps and Jets fans have been eagerly awaiting us to tell them what was going to happen <laughs> this off season. Now, we're kind of, uh, I'll say, late to the party because most things have already happened. Uh, a lot have changed for other teams, but uh, that that still doesn't change the fact that so all three of these teams uh, could still do some things uh, here de- as you know as the season comes into picture for us. True uh, story. We are we are. I think it was what did I see? I think it's fifty eight days now uh, before the start of the regular season. Yeah, so it's not so. that many. Fifty eight sleeps for those of you who uh, wow you know, sound like my that's, niece. That's how you count. I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 58 sleeps. Uh, and and really, I mean, we're barely a month away from some preseason action. I know uh, the Maple Leafs open up, I think it's on the 14th or 15th of September in Niagara Falls. And yeah. I am confident I'm going. So Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So me and, me and my dad and my brother are going to try and get out there for a little weekend, see some you know, I don't see some water blue and white and silver teams i don't know how that works but yeah i guess we'll go to niagara falls too that, okay <laughs> i mean i guess we can't go there and not go to niagara falls right so yeah that'll, that'll be fun and that's not far away so for those of you who've been looking forward to hockey it's close i uh, i for one you know what i've replaced with hockey you know you have to i mean think about all the time you you spend watching hockey yeah and then it's gone Right, it's uh, it's like the girlfriend that breaks up with you, and you keep getting back together again, and she just wants her summer to be free. I don't know. Wow, that's. Uh, that's but a- I'll tell you what I've been doing. Please, I have been unabashedly watching The Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't normally watch what? it. I wouldn't normally what? watch it, 
But you know, my oh, girlfriend. We just she, lost the rest this, of our this listeners. Is, this is my this is my thought. All right, all right, all right. You've got a significant other. Mine watches a lot of hockey with me. Okay. Like hours and hours and hours and hours, of, days worth of hockey with me. Okay. So I, I can, you know, for a eight week period, night, whatever it is, yeah. once a week, I can watch something that's essentially the same amount of time as a game sometimes. <laughs> Last night was a three hour episode. Oh my gosh. I was like, this is longer wow. than Yankees Red Sox. That's like watching Shawshank Redemption all over again. It was. Uh, and it, and it was a great episode. You know, the guy who you thought she was going to pick, she didn't pick. And oh, was, my gosh. They was, still give out the roses? They do still give out the roses, oh yes. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a great episode. And, and so, you know, it was, it's a really honest, it's the first time I've ever actually watched the seat, like a full season, yeah. as opposed to, like, I've seen random little snippets of things and, and whatever. And, right, right. And right. would, for the most part, make fun of it. And, and I mean, I still do. Of course, it's all, a lot of it's staged and, and whatever else, but it's, it's pretty entertaining if you just let yourself get into it. Oh. If there was hockey on, there's no way I'd waste my time. Thank you. Thank right? You. Right? At least but setting that. See, this is what happens when there's no hockey. All right, listen. So not only do I not have hockey, but now that I, I, I've blown out my, my ankle and I can't really leave the house as often as I usually would. play hockey. I can't even play hockey, right. No, here's the sad part, too. Like I told my girlfriend, because um, she's basically been my nurse and my rock through this whole thing. I told her, I said, okay, so... I'm scheduled end of September to probably start walking with a boot. And she told, and I told her, I said, I'm going to lay off for the fall and winter seasons for hockey before I get back in in spring, summertime. Sure. She's like, no, you're waiting at least a full year. I'm like, no, you're, I will, I will lose it if I can't play hockey. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so can't play hockey, can't watch hockey, can't get out of the house as much. So I found myself doing the Netflix thing a lot more than okay. I usually do. Yeah. Um, Everybody feeds Phil right now is my new obsession. I do, and I've Ozark. Not heard of it. Ozark is great. Yeah, I just started o- watching that fantastic. one. And Did that you know one. that overtime hockey talk turns into overtime Netflix talk <laughs> when you uh, when there's nothing else going on? Right. There's really nothing has happened over the last. I, I'd say a, a, like other than a few signings. There's we've got our our one trade that's happened basically over the last month. Yeah. Um, since we last talked. And uh, so, why don't we talk about that trade? It was a doozy a of a trade, actually. It was a, it was, it was a trade. Yeah, and it was for a good player. Um, whether or not it was a doozy, I, I don't know if you call it a doozy. I say because, a doozy because it's not like a depth guy for a depth guy. Basically. No, no, it was like a, a really high end player for a depth guy. Yeah, pretty. It much. was that kind of trade. Uh, so. <laughs> The yes, it seemingly I felt like I felt like the Carolina. Okay, well let's just go over the the Buffalo Sabers. They uh, have acquired Jeff Skinner. If you didn't know that already, if you didn't find that out six days ago Seriously. or five days ago, whatever it was, uh, you know you've got Sabers have Jeff Skinner, and suddenly their top six looks pretty formidable. Yeah. Uh, so Jeff Skinner. Uh, now they, I would say that they really didn't have to give up more than crap for this trade. <laughs> No, they I, gave up Cliff Poo. Who is Poo? Who, who I don't know who he is. To yeah, be honest, I don't. I, I, Cliff, I've heard he he is a decent prospect, but that's about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean a, a mid level prospect yeah. is is uh, Cliff Poo. Uh, so also a 2019 second round pick, a 2020 third round pick, and a 2020 get this sixth round pick. Jeez. So you don't even get a first for a guy who can put up 30 goals. Yeah, and I understood a little bit when uh, 
you know, the last year the Buffalo Sabers are. I mean, maybe this is just turnabout is is fair play because mm-hmm. uh, last year, you know, obviously they're they're shopping. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name, Vander Kane. Vander Kane, all last year, and he's a guy who has who had a little bit of a, re- a reputation mm-hmm. for uh, some different things, and so sort of understandable a deadline deal to maybe not get a first round pick yeah and and for people to not to wonder is he going to fit into our team jeff skinner has never had any issues no other than other than some like maybe like some injury issue or concussion stuff it was a concussion a while but that was years ago uh and he's he's really since those question marks came up he's really rose to the occasion to get this guy for a full year minimum. I mean, he is an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. Yeah. So, I mean, there there is some risk involved. Uh, and he, I, I hope that he'll, he'll re-sign in Buffalo. I hope that he does well there because I think that would make Buffalo a more exciting team to watch, of course. But to not, for a first-round pick to not be on the table, when you're acquiring a guy of this caliber, even if he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year, just seems insane to me. Yeah, I um, I, I was rather impressed when I saw this trade come out. I thought, okay, Buffalo, I mean, first off, Buffalo, you know, they made the move earlier in the summer when they got Connor Sheary from Pittsburgh so they could clear cap space to sign Jack Johnson, which I don't want to get into. But then they go out and they acquire Jeff Skinner, and now they're top six, assuming that Casey Middlestad is the prospect and the future star that everybody thinks he's going to be. Because I've already hear, heard a lot of people write his name in the Calder Trophy vote already. But you think... Okay, so you got Jack Eichel and Casey Middlestat down the middle. Then you got Kyle Oposo, which I'm hoping last year was just a fluke and he'll bounce back and have a decent season. Jeff Skinner on the wing. You've got Connor Sheary on the wing. And you could potentially put Patrick Berglund in your top six if you want. Maybe put him in your top nine. Sure, but yeah, and their top nine, of course, is going to be everyone's... And Sam Reinhart. That's pretty dang good for a top six. Yeah, yeah. It's Now, I would say looking at the rest of the Atlantic... That this is still not a playoff team, uh, especially based on their defense, which is really where they had a lot of issues last yeah. year. And Carter Hutton is still a wild card. Sure, he's thirty-two years old. He's coming off the best season of his career. Yeah. How often have we seen that not work out for the next team that signs that guy? Right, right. Thank you. Uh, yeah, but you know what? I, I think I think they're going to get a slight. They're definitely going to improve. They're not going to be as bad as they were last year because that's that's almost like Colorado Avalanche from two years ago. Bad. They were getting there. Um, well, and they've just been, they've been so bad for so long. Yeah. Like you feel for a fan base who hasn't been in the playoffs. When's the last time they were in the playoffs? Like 2009 or something? Yeah, like Ryan that? Miller days. Yeah. Seriously. That's a long time to be without yeah. any playoffs. And I understand completely being a Leafs fan and going, I was, it was high school, my senior year of high school, 2004, they made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And the next time they made the playoffs, I was, uh, how old? It was 2013. I, I was uh, 27 years old. Wow. <laughs> and that was only one. They made the playoffs the one time, yeah. and then they missed again for three years in a row after that. So yeah, I, I, I understand that pain. Uh, you just want to have some hope, though. Yeah, know, I mean, you hope that Bogosian has another bounce back year. Uh, he's been so riddled with injuries. I'm not sure what he's got left, but and you hope that Scandella pans out, and just that all the things come together for Buffalo. But like you said, I, I think. Again, Florida, they're getting better, and I think with 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 their acquisition of Hoffman, I think he's only going to improve that team even more. Um, it's it's going to be really tough because Tampa, Toronto, Boston, they're still going to be at the top there. Florida's really going to 
I mean, they're going to really push for a playoff spot. I think they're getting in this year. But, yes, yes um, Florida looks real good. You know, at Montreal and Ottawa, they're still going to be at the bottom. I think Detroit is still going to be in the bottom three of that that division, potentially. Um, but I think I think Buffalo and Detroit are right around the same level, in my opinion. So we'll, we'll see. But I, I, if anything, they're getting better, and they're making improvements where they need to. So. And I think Buffalo probably is a step ahead of Detroit in terms of development and where they're at. I mean, Jack Eichel, Rasmus Dahlin, Casey yeah. Middlestat. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're... I would say they're three years ahead of Detroit. Yeah, I mean Detroit needs to be bad. Well, now I mean Zadina and Zadina, yeah, but Valino they could step in and really just. I don't think Valino is going to make that. I don't think so either. But Um, also, uh, I I did sort of make an error. Um, Did you? When the Sharks re-signed Evander Kane, Mm -hmm. they gave up the first round pick in twenty nineteen. Oh, that's right. It was conditional, wasn't it? Yes. And so. Uh, never mind. He was. They got a first round pick for him. Well, then kudos to them. And and so why that couldn't have been written into that trade? Like, hey, if you happen to make the playoffs, then or if you uh, if you resign him, then yeah, then we get a first round pick. Yeah, I don't understand why TSN doesn't like put those little asterisks at the bottom of the trades they list and just let people know. Eh, come on, TSN. I know that's why I use cap friendly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Buffalo does have three first round picks this next year. So that's nice. It's pretty pretty legit. Yeah, and I'm, granted, I mean, it is their pick, San Jose's and St. Louis. So the odds of them, you know, they're basically only one of them has the potential of getting Jack Hughes. Sure, sure. I, I think St. Louis and San Jose so. are potential players. Well, and, teams, and so. they're they're both conditional to where if the team like St. Louis is is if if it ends up being a top. 10 pick mm-hmm. then they can keep it and send their next year's uh, san jose if they don't make the playoffs they have the option to retain their first round pick oh wow and give okay. it the following year so there, so there you go i would san jose to me i think it's in the playoffs anyways but yes uh yeah okay well let's uh let's go to some of the some of the re-signings let's just kind of run through some if you have thoughts i'm not going to cover every single one because some players just it just yeah it's not a big deal that they re-signed uh just some RFAs, but uh, but ones that are signed to significant deals we'll, we'll throw out there. Uh, Philip Deneau resigns with Montreal Canadiens three years at 3.083. Uh, Elias Lindholm, of course, involved in that trade, yep. Calgary and Carolina. He does resign with Calgary or signs with them for the first time six years at, with a 4.85 cap hit. That's Th- a great hit. Thoughts on that? Great hit. That deal. That's a 50. 50- point player at least on your second line gonna do some damage yeah is is he a 50 point player though i oh, mean yeah. I I, think if so. he plays alongside certain players perhaps oh yeah that team's got i think now you're looking at the potential of him playing with a guy like james neal or even uh, a matthew kachuk i think he's got the potential to put up 50 points yeah he has a 40 39 45 and 44 and uh, he he generally plays he he doesn't get hurt very often, so no. I, I think it's a good signing. I think it's right right where he should be. And mm-hmm. for six years, that's uh, a good chunk of time. He'll be a free agent when he's 29. So that's... Uh, right in his prime. That's more than fine. Uh, okay, so moving right along. Uh, Real quick, before you pass it, i got to yes. point out the UC Soros deal. Oh, yes. Because that's going to look like a steal next year because Renee's going to be... His contract's up after this year. Uh-huh. This kid looks like the future and goal for them. So if you get your a guy who could be your starter for two seasons after this year at 1.5, <laughs> bye. Yeah, that's true. Uh, now, at the end of his deal... He's still an RFA too. He'll be twenty six. He'll so, be twenty six. Yeah. So then, yeah, he'll have a, he would have a chance to go to uh, arbitration. But yeah, so what? A, 
man, signing him one and a half million dollars for a guy so cheap. Who, uh, you got guys like Bernier who are getting, you know, two and a half, three mil. Right, but Ber- you know. I would say that Bernier's been there. He He's has he has quite a bit of experience and sure. uh, but Nashville always seems to get these guys. Cam Ward to sign got more money team. than Soros, so yeah, that's, think about that. Yeah. Cam Ward not not a good goalie. <laughs> not a good goalie. Uh Jimmy VC resigns with the Rangers two years at two point two seven five. Uh Chris Tierney, a two year deal five that's not right. Yeah. A cap hit of five eight seven five. Oh my goodness, do they really T S N get it together. No 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 no. Two point nine three seven and a yeah. cap hit of yeah, okay, okay. a cap hit of two point they mix it up. Sorry. Uh so Chris Tierney resigns with the Sharks. That's that's uh fine. Uh we have Matt Dumba. Five years, thirty million dollars, so six million dollar cap hit. Not I bad. love that deal for Minnesota. Yeah. Uh He's, it makes him easy to move if they ever wanted to move him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think that that's the $6 million. I mean, when you look at what John Carlson got from Washington yeah. at $8 million, uh, $6 million for Matt Dumba, he's not far behind, in my mind, from a Matt Carlson, a John Carlson. No, so. not at all. And he's a guy who's going to start slowly taking minutes away from Ryan Suter. So you want him to you want him to know by giving him $6 million, you're like, hey, you're going to be our guy going forward. So Yep. Yep. Great deal. Um well, Brock Nelson signs a one-year four-two-five deal with the Islanders. Interesting. I believe he is an uh, an RFA free agent at the end of this year. Really? So, yes, he is. Wow. So a one-year deal, and he's a free agent. The Islanders are in a very interesting situation because you've got Eberly, Nelson, Lee, all free agents at the end of this season, uh, along yeah. with Robin Lehner, which. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? But I mean, three of your better, four, three guys in your top, top six, six. Yeah, and That's I mean, tough. the other guys that you still have. Man, the Islanders are. You know, I see people saying, "Oh no, 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 what? Don't, don't sell on the Islanders. They're going to be. They, they look like they could be a playoff team based on these statistics from last year. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, if they just got average goaltending, they'd be a really good team. And it's like, all right, that's what everybody says about Carolina. They yep. never make the playoffs. That's what everybody says about a lot of team. It's just you look at this team, other than Barzell, there's very little star power. Yeah. Very little. And I mean, yes, a new head coach, Barry Trotz, he can get a lot out of guys who he, you know, other coaches couldn't. Sure. Uh, I just don't see it. And this yeah. defense is just, I don't know, Johnny Boychuk, to me, I don't know how much he has left. In the tank is a top pairing defenseman. Yeah, and you're stuck with him for another three years after this season, anyways. Right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah things interesting on the island, but they have a lot of money, and so they could definitely make some moves at the sure. deadline. They could, you know, they could do a lot. They, they, I think they have a lot of freedom right now, which is not always a a bad thing. Uh, Jacob Truba, one year, five and a half million, an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. Yeah, that one is. That's a dangerous move, I think, because now you're setting a precedent and say, hey, we don't want to commit too long-term because Winnipeg, what they're going to... And we'll talk about it a little bit more, but um, yeah, there's there's some underlying things in there that just worry me a little bit about that deal um, where I think he could potentially get moved. Well, yeah, and I, and I think that it had a lot to do with the fact that, I mean, they just don't... They didn't have a lot of cap space. I mean, they still have to re-sign Josh Morrissey. Uh, oh, sure, they're worried about Patrick Laine, what they got to give him. 
So right, and then and Blake Wheeler at the yeah. same time. So I mean, you you've got Line A and Wheeler and and Kyle Connor all coming up on their whether they're unrestricted or restricted, along with Tyler Myers. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see what this team does. I I would say it could be twenty five mil right there. In they Stanley. need to win the Stanley Cup this year mm-hmm. uh, because there's a chance that you know they might take a, a small step backwards. I, I don't think that they're going to take a big step backwards, even if they have to pay these guys. But at the same time, Blake Wheeler's thirty one. Sure, you know how much money do you really want to commit to a guy who will be thirty two? But when you go to re-sign him in unrestricted free agency, yeah. uh, that's that'll be. Does he take that hometown discount? I mean, what's a hometown discount for Blake Wheeler at this point? Seven mil. I mean, seven. I, I think that he could get ten on the open I market. I mean, he's seven would guy. be a ridiculous discount. Well, I mean, yeah. he, but maybe if he were were willing to take eight and a half for three years or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, Jason Zucker, five years, five and a half million dollars. Another uh, another good signing, I think, for the yeah. Minnesota Wild. Oh yeah, that's a good signing yeah. right there. Yeah, they they other than Suter and Parise, mm-hmm. they seem to sign very reasonable deals for their their players, yeah. the internal players that they they bring in. Uh, I think that if you were to talk to current management, <laughs> they would probably have some things to say about those the Parise and Suter yeah, deal. But. They're gonna wait too, and I heard they're gonna they're gonna hold off. See how it pans out during the regular season with Eric Stahl to see how he performs nah. to see what they're going to give him, or okay. if they're oh, even right. going to try to resign him, right. so. or if they trade him at the deadline. Or yeah, yeah Minnesota again is going to be a weird, difficult team to read. I mean, coming into this season, I I think you had them missing the playoffs. I did. I had them barely making the playoffs, which is yeah. I mean they barely made the playoffs. Actually, they were third. They were third in the third division, in the yeah. division, but. Uh, just an, a weird season overall, and so yeah. I, I would say, does does Minnesota finally take that full step backwards where you know the, their lack of star power hurts them? Because you know you have these players who are at, play at such a high level, like a Crosby or uh, you know these these guys that are. I guess Crosby. It's hard to compare anybody else to Crosby, but yeah, like even a Joe Thornton. Who or a, uh, a Joe Pavelski? As these guys get older, they they still play at a high level because they're so good. But you have these other guys like a Nino Niederreiter or or a Jason Zucker, guys who are a little bit younger, uh, not as talented. As they start to creep up into the like late twenties, early thirties, can those guys hang on the way that a superstar type of player could? Right, and uh, and that's where I'd be worried as a Minnesota Wild fan. Uh, Tom Wilson gets a really, really interesting deal. Yeah. Six years, $31 million. Uh, he's getting more than Matt Dumba at $5.17 million. Yeah, give me his agent if I'm a hockey player because that he just got... He got paid and he should not... He should not be making over three and a half, four million dollars $4 million. No. No, it's... I mean, when you... You think about Tom Wilson and what he brings to the table. Sure, it's great. It's like... Yeah, granted, he did he, have a nice playoff run. He's but. that grinded out kind of guy. He can get under your skin. He's mm-hmm. a really good playoff guy. We've seen how these deals have gone before. When you give these deals to guys who are the grinders, I mean, 35 points is his career best, 14 goals, yeah. and he's making more money. Oh, I guess Matt Dumb is making six, and I said, yeah. Well, still. He's almost making as much money as Jason Zucker. 
Yeah. Bottom line is, as a Red Wings fan, I, I've seen this story play out with Justin Advocator, and it's it's killing me right now. I mean, he dominated. He had a good playoff. Yeah, and that's what it is. And how many times have we seen somebody get a, have a good playoff and it never pan out? Yep. Chicago Blackhawks. Hello. Uh, okay. Any other? Brady Shea. Brady Brady Shade. Oh, you yeah. got paid. Yep. Yep. Six years, five point two five million. That's a that's a good. Um, I like that deal for them. Would you rather have Brady Shea or Tom <laughs> Wilson? Oh boy, I'm not gonna dignify that with an answer. Uh, Ryan Spooner gets four million over the course of two years. I thought that that was a uh, for the Rangers. I guess it doesn't really matter at this point because mm-hmm. of the way that they're rebuilding. Uh, Ryan Spooner to me, he's a he's one of those guys where you wonder if. Uh, if you pay a guy like that four million, he, to me, he just is a guy who could fall off at any moment. Sure. So, but they don't have much of a gamble because it's two years. So, right, right. Uh, Mark Stone signs for a record. Uh, well, it would have been a record would've. if it had been arbitration. One hundred fifty grand off. Right. Yeah. Right. He asked for nine million. The senator said five. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, and uh, they settle at seven three five for yeah. one year. He's going to so be UFA too after Mark this season. Stone will be a UFA. So will, will Cody Duchesne. Cece. Cody Cece actually signed, re-signed on the same day, four point yeah. three million. So will Duchesne. Yes, and Carlson's a UFA. It's it's. I don't know if we've ever seen a team where every single one of their key players mm-hmm. are all. Oh, and Craig Anderson. I, is he a free agent at the end of that? I, he might have. It one It doesn't extra. matter. I don't. He might have one extra. Well, it, yes, it doesn't matter in terms of. Uh, you know, he's Craig Anderson's okay. He's, one he's an year. extra year on uh, on his deal, but yeah, yeah, they got a lot of key pieces. I don't like, know. Imagine your top your top forwards are going to be Bobby Ryan and and Gabrick next year. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, I mean, Cody C- between Cody Cece and Eric Carlson, there's your basically your two best defensemen. Yeah, and you got Mark Stone and Matthew Shane. There's your two best forwards. Oh my god, have we? I don't know. I can't remember a time when there's been a entire core of a team is a free agent and and really if they had kept Mike Hoffman yeah Mike Hoffman as well a free agent at the end of the year uh either really good planning if somebody <laughs> just was like in uh, this is the year we tear everything down right. really great planning uh otherwise it was really bad planning uh John Gibson 8 years 6.4 million dollars uh I think this is a wonderful deal yeah. for the Anaheim Ducks if he can stay healthy. Yeah, he has had some injury problems the last couple seasons, but bottom line is at $6 million, you're, I, his contract is definitely tradable even a few years from now if you you know want to tear apart the team, you know, if, say, Getzlaff and Perry and all that sure, stuff starts sure. happening. You, But regardless, he's he's a phenomenal goaltender. I really like I this mean, kid. Y- so. But if you're going to rebuild, you're going to rebuild using John as Gibson as your, as your backbone, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, great signing, solid number I, i'm i'd be happy with that as a ducks fan uh as well as william carlson's one-year deal at 525 yeah this was this was definitely an uh, a thing where like he had shown nothing beforehand came out exploded and so basically this is a show me deal sure. he'll go out and, yeah i mean i i read somebody who did an article on on hockey buzz actually he was he was talking about carlson's deal and all of his numbers and stuff and and in no point in history is a guy with his type of shooting shooting percentage, his amount of goals that he got last year, has ever dropped to a point where he got below, I think it was below 10% shooting and 20 goals in a season. So he, so he will get above 20 goals according to the stats and history. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, and if he gets the same amount of playing time and, and sure. all that. Yeah, I mean, he, he looks to be the real deal. Yeah. I mean, he didn't slow down in the playoffs much, and it's... Uh, 
And of course, everybody was gunning for him in the playoffs too. And he's so. a great two-way center. I mean, yeah. And so, so I, I mean, so to get him on a one-year, I think that. Do you think that he signs a contract extension midway through the year? If he, let's say by January, he already has he has twenty goals. Yeah. Does it? Do, will they sign him to a contract extension and go? Okay, we're going to sign you to a, you know. A se- an eight a seven year deal, or eight uh, seven eight year um, deal, worth you know, I, like six million dollars or something like that. I think management being the way they are, if he's he he's on fire in January, they'll wait till the end of the season, let him try to cool off, so they can. But stay. he'll be an unrestricted free agent. No, I, I totally get that, and I I think he wants to stay there. Um, he probably likes the. I mean, he seems like the type of guy that would love playing in Vegas, um, and love to stay there long term, and I'm sure. I'm sure you know a lot of other teams that would love to have him probably couldn't afford to give him the type of money that Vegas will have in cap space to give him. So um, unless he wants to go to New York, the Islanders or something, but yeah, very true. Um, okay, so now as we look at that's that's all the news. I mean, that's like, it's funny we haven't talked in three weeks, and that was really it. I mean, we we just spent I don't know twenty minutes talking about that 30 minutes about 30 minutes but that's because but that's also because we talked about our life uh so let's go to our three teams and kind of give our breakdown maybe of of what's been done so far Mm -hmm. uh actually let's let's talk about what we think they still need to do in order to win the stanley cup because these are three teams that were in the final four of you know in the conference finals uh washington won the cup Mm -hmm. and vegas played well admirably against them uh but obviously they need to if they're gonna get back to this point i think they're gonna need to make some changes and continue to get better and so let's start with the jets uh the jets really they're coming back with virtually the same exact team what do the jets need to do in order to get over that hump well um i i think personally we, we talked about a little bit with Jacob Truba, right? He's the big piece that I'm focusing on with this team because they went out and they made some moves to clear out some cap space, getting rid of Steve Mason, having him get bought out so that they could potentially bring back Paul Stasny, which obviously didn't work out. He went to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which we will get to. <laughs> yeah, which, to be quite honest, worked out quite nice for them because now, next season, when they do have guys like Line A, Wheeler we talked about, who all need new contracts, they've got upwards of $35-plus million plus to spend. So they... They did themselves a favor. Now, if it was me, um, we, we, when we talked about Truba, they only gave him a one-year deal, and I think it's because they don't want to pay a guy seven, $8 million to play on the third line. And so what they need to do is they're going to focus in on a guy like Tyler Myers, see how he performs, how his health is, um, make sure he's good to go for the long term because they would much rather keep him around, I feel like, long term than Jacob Truba. So if mm. it's me... You'd I, rather... You think... You'd rather keep around Tyler Myers than Jacob No, Trump? no, I wouldn't. I feel that management in Winnipeg would rather keep around Tyler Myers. That's the sense I've been getting from everything I've read and you yeah, know everything I've heard. So see, Yeah, and see, I just don't... I don't know. I don't and know I feel if like, that, that's... Well, yeah. I feel like with the one-year deal this year and what happened last year offseason with him having to get a one-year deal again, I think the relationship is sort of strained there with him. I think he you know, needs to move on and just go somewhere else, get a fresh start, basically, because he's not going to get top he, four his minutes. His name there. has been out there for like three years. Yeah, absolutely has. Uh, a team like Detroit would love to have him, and they've been trying to get him. But I think move him. You try to bring in another scoring 
center or winger, somebody to add depth to your top nine forward so that you have three formidable lines. Um, you, you hope that guys like Patrick Laine, Kyle Connor, they, they take another step each, even though I don't know how much further you can really go up with those guys because sure. they're phenomenal already. But sure. um, Yeah, I mean, will Laine take another step? Probably. Like yeah. He's probably going to continue getting better. He's still in those years, and same with Connor. Uh, I I just wonder, can Wheeler have another season like he had last year? Yeah, that's tough to repeat, for and, sure. And, the, I mean, does he have to? No. I, I don't think that he has to have another season like that. I think that come playoff time, you know, I, I, the issue against Nashville to me was once they came up against a really good team, what happened was they were able to make adjustments. Mm-hmm. You know, the Jets the Jets would win and the Predators would make adjustments and ultimately the Predators made the, the final adjustment to win. At the same time, do you just look at it and go, we just got, we got beat. It was, you know, it's hockey. Sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. Two really good teams go up against each other. If we did it again another 20 times, we might be 10 and 10 against each other. Right. And so do you just go back and say, let's get back to that point. We've been there now. And and remember, before this, this was a team that had never really gone anywhere before. Yeah. And so maybe it's just a matter of, you know, the your typical kind of like, well, they, they had never been there before. And so now that they've been there once, they maybe have the extra oomph to get them over the edge. Yeah. My feeling is that they, you know, they lost Dasney. I'm not really concerned about that for the regular season. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what this team's willing to do at the deadline. Uh, whether or not they go to, I see if they move Truba, that would be a step backwards to me. Uh, I think that they'll try to keep him in the fold. Uh, but there are some teams with some good players that will probably be available at the deadline mm-hmm. uh, if you're willing to spend. I mean, what if Duchesne's a free agent at the deadline? Which my hunch is that they're they'll be willing to pay Duchesne and that he'll resign in Ottawa. But mm. I mean, Mark Stone is is a free agent. Jordan Eberle and and New York Islanders. I mean, would they trade him at the deadline? And and I think he'd be a great fit with the Jets with his speed. And there's all sorts of you know, of course, different players are going to come up as as we go along. I mean, even like a Gustav Nyquist, yeah, free agent. So I I think there's some players at the deadline that the Jets will definitely be active with. Sure. Uh, but for now, going in the regular season, this is a this is a one or two team in the division, and that's fine. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I think staying where you are is, is always a good thing. And, um, you know, like Shifley, again, he, he had some injuries last year. He put up 60 points in 60 games, and I think a full season out of him, right, right. he's going to be a 90-point point guy. That's a great point. For sure. Yep. Um, and another guy to watch, too, is a, is a Josh Morrissey. Um, I think, yeah. you know, once they get him signed, he's still un- unsigned as an RFA, but I, I think once they get him locked in, I think they're going to wait and see what he does, how he develops, and that might push them a little bit more to, to either keep or trade Truba. And, and to me, like, again, you know, like some teams like Toronto last year, um, or not Toronto, but, um, you know, some teams that keep their guys as their deadline acquisitions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, like JVR. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, by the way, Carlson – William Carlson of mm-hmm. the Vegas Knights, who we'll shift over to, he is an RFA at the end of the year. Okay, so so it really is just a sign him one year deal. See what he does. He's an RFA, and they can re-sign him to a monster deal if they want okay. to. Uh, so let's move on to Vegas, uh, where again, sort of coming back with the same team plus Paul Stastny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Paul Stastny will bring another element to this team, but at the same time, you got to like. 
I don't know. There was something special about this team. Is it repeatable? I mean, to, to say, oh, they'll definitely go back to the finals. I I don't think they will. I, I don't. I think that there was just something special about their run sure. this this year. But I I think this team's a playoff team, especially in the Pacific. Uh, but what does this team have to do in order to play at a high level? Because now they're not catching teams off guard. Right. I think we talked about it in the past that like if they didn't have that incredible start in the beginning, they would have been on the playoff bubble as opposed to finishing where they did in the regular season. Right. So yeah, yeah. I think so. Losing James Neal is definitely I think gonna gonna hurt them. But on the flip side, you're hoping that a guy like Tomas Tatar is gonna come back in and get back to where they think he can play at, which would essentially replace the production you got out of James Neal in your top six. Now, yeah, pretty similar type of type yeah. of players in terms of production. Yeah, exactly. And I think, again, uh, David Biron replacing, he, granted he didn't play center, but I think the production is going to be replaced by Paul Stasny. So again, that's a wash. Yeah. Um, but where I think the difference is going to be getting a full season out of Marc-Andre Fleury healthy, hopefully, is going to be Yeah, a hopefully huge they thing. don't have to use 19,000 exactly. goaltenders <laughs> in the first three weeks of the season. Yeah, but the big the big question mark for me, I think I think Paul Stasny is going to add another level because they didn't have this this type of number two center to play with. So that's going to be great for them. But to me, the big question mark is, is Shea Theodore going to be their number one guy with Colin Miller and, or, you know, Nate Schmidt, whoever they pair him up with. And how's that defense going to perform? Because I don't think they're going to be as good, but I still think they're top three in that division and they're going to make the playoffs. So I think that's fair. That's a fair assessment, especially if Marc-Andre Fleury keeps playing the way that he was playing last year. They'll, they'll be a playoff team. I sure. wouldn't be surprised, to be quite honest. Don't get me wrong. I think Malcolm Subban is an okay goalie. I think they go out and they make a move um, to bring in a backup here in the offseason. Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. Especially considering what they went through last year. Right. It wouldn't hurt to have a, a third a third guy in the system. That well, you can... maybe a guy who is, you know, um, a veteran backup goaltender. You know, maybe, not necessarily maybe a Steve Mason um, but maybe make a move. Um, you know, I, I can't even think of names. Let me look up some here. But, but well, I, I think a veteran backup, somebody who, in case Mark Andre Fleury gets hurt, sure. can take a starter's workload. Yep, yep. Uh, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what a Nate Schmidt gets as he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. Uh, just looking at at Vegas's full roster and all their salaries. Uh, no one's getting paid more than Stastny at six and a half, so no, no one's really even close. So maybe it, William Carlson, but that's about it. Yeah, well, and the the other thing that with this team is that you got to think now, Cody Glass, he might come up and be able to make the team. Their yeah. their first round pick from last year. He'd be a great year. third line center. Nick Nick Suzuki, their other mm-hmm. first round pick from last year, uh, being able to come up and can their younger players make this team? Uh, what does that do to the dynamics? And you know, sometimes that changes the entire outlook of a team's top six forwards and uh, and can really catapult them forward. I, I'd say even though they had a really good regular season, if they were to have one of those players were to step in mm-hmm. and be, let's say, in the top 10 of rookie scoring, I think that changes the game for Vegas. You know, I think yeah. that that just, that just allows them to grow even more. Uh, it'll be fascinating to see all these guys who... It was it was like every single player on their team had a career year. Yeah. Who's going to have another career year and do we see a year where no players have career years because they all overachieved? Yeah. And let me ask you this too cuz they got they got a few veteran guys here like um Oscar Lindbergh, 
uh, Pierre, you know, Edward du- Belmar, um, who else is it to them? I'm thinking, um, like you talked about, Nate Schmidt, Derek Anglin. Yep. If these yep. guys, um, you know, I, obviously I think Vegas is still a playoff team, but do you think maybe at some point that they dish some of those guys off just to recoup some draft picks that they lost, like in the, the Tatar trade? Or uh, I, I don't think that they're too worried about that. Okay. It, it doesn't seem like this is a team that's super concerned about loading up prospects at this point because mm-hmm. they got so many young players in oh, yeah. their entry in their uh, the expansion draft. And they had several. I mean, they what they have three first round picks the first yeah. year, so that kind of makes up for it a little bit, I think. So, a little bit, okay, so fair enough. They'll be okay there. Uh, okay, let's move on to our last and final team, the 2018 Stanley Cup champions, the Washington Capitals. Uh, really, this team is coming back exactly the same way, even though they traded Brooks Orpic to the Colorado Avalanche <laughs> at the draft. Then they bought him out, and then Washington re-signs him to a one-year, one mil. Of course, they re-signed John Carlson to an eight-year, eight $8 million cap hit per year, a $64 million deal. Uh, really, my only concern, I guess, would be defensively, can this team continue to... Like, John Carlson's still going to be good, but yes. Matt Niskanen now 31, going on 32. Uh, does he ever t- does he take a step back at all? Uh, and in terms of forwards, we we all keep wondering: is Ove- is this the year when Ovechkin kind of takes down. The, slows down? Yeah. And I I really wonder what kind of hangover this team experiences. Like truly a real life hangover. Yeah, from months of partying. I honestly think I think Ovechkin just watching him the way he's been all summer long with he's refused to give up the cup i don't know how anybody else got it from him other than uh, legally right. he has to let everybody have a day with the cup but legally uh, yeah <laughs> legally the nhl makes you do it but um i think he's going to be on such a high when they come back the banner raising and stuff i think he's he's such a good leader that that energy he's going to put in that locker room i think is going to help with that hangover i don't think it's going to be as bad as most teams experience coming through that because it just it was such a journey for them after you know first and second round losses for so many years but i I mean i could be wrong but i just i don't think i do think ovechkin's probably going to slow down a little bit um but yeah is he going to have a couple hat tricks first yeah first game of the year (laughs) i i would see to me i look at this team and i see a team that will take a step back i i see the way other teams have improved Mm -hmm. in the conference yeah and so and i just I feel like there was so much fueling what happened to them last year. Yeah. I think that this may be, this is, this is going to be bold, a little bold. Bold, okay. I think this might be the first team since the 06 Hurricanes to miss the playoffs really? the year after they win the Cup. Wow, I'm not that bold. but <laughs> that, I, I'd say that out of any team that has won the Cup since then, this is the most, they are the most likely to miss the playoffs this this following year well i will say this okay so tom wilson obviously they're paying him to play top six minutes i don't think he's going to produce any better than he did last year no no he's a 40 point guy at best and he's never scored more than 35 exactly um ovechkin a slight step back again like we talked about guys like orpik orloff do they niskin and do they slow down a little bit on defense i think maybe I mean, um, Orpik can't slow down any more no, than he, he already really has. But 
I do think a guy like uh, Christian Juice is going to improve. I think he'll sure, sure. he'll be better on the back end for them. But the one big piece to me that makes me feel like they possibly could take a bigger step back than most you know teams, or they could potentially be missing the playoffs, is because they're missing that backup goaltender. I think that's going to come into play a lot more and, because and Holtby. I mean, really, during the regular season was nothing. And right. It wasn't until the playoffs when they stuck him back in yeah. that he really... He didn't go out and steal a ton of games for them last year. He played good, but he didn't play great. He didn't play Marc-Andre Fleury-type numbers and stuff like that. Um, so, I, I, you know, do they bring off their Russian kid, you know, Samsonov, to come up and play? Do they play with what's-his-face, uh, you know, Phoenix Copley what's that they got from face? Arizona? Nobody's ever... <laughs> I, I, <laughs> he's not a he's not a goaltender in the league, so I think this is a situation where I wouldn't be shocked to see if they make a play for a veteran free agent, you know, uh, Steve Mason, a uh, you know, yeah, Curry yeah. Lightning, and they. But I, th- I think it's sixteen points is what you need to get from your backup goalie in yeah. general. If, if you're playing Phoenix Copley, I'm not I'm not yeah. so confident well, he's going to give you any wins. And, and here's my thought: is I think the Flyers are going to be better. I think their yeah, young oh, players absolutely. are only getting better. Yes. So the Flyers are a better team. Uh, the Islanders most certainly are not a better team, but they also weren't that good to begin with. Right. Right. So uh, the the Rangers, I think they'll be right around where they were last mm-hmm. year. Any and with Lundqvist, anything's possible. Yep. Uh, the Blue Jackets, as long as they don't trade Panarin, are going to be just as good. Yeah. Uh, the the Hurricanes, I think it's almost inconceivable to see them being worse than they were. Sure. And so at minimum, they're the same. I think most likely they're a better team, and they. They make a late push for the playoffs. They're they're a legitimate bubble team, and the Devils. I, I don't I don't see them taking a step back either. I think that they'll continue to improve. Yeah, so. I'm going to make a bold prediction, just like you did uh, when you when you said Carolina. I think Peter Mrazek steals that starter's job from ooh, them. Ooh, that's so. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's just where I I'm looking at this division and I go, okay, Pittsburgh's in, Philadelphia's in, New Jersey's in, Columbus is in, and then there's the toss up. Carolina or Washington, and I think yeah, that you're going to so pick tough. Washington when you look at those two teams. But you know, if you have a, a slow start, you could really go backwards quick, and uh, it'll it'll be interesting. I'm yeah. not rooting for the Capitals to be bad, just so you know. No, you want. I but, mean, you want a guy like Ovechkin. In the oh, I, I, yeah, I love sure. watching him play, but, and so I want them to make the playoffs. I just think that out of any team in the last ten. What well, the last time a, a Stanley years. Cup winning team missed the playoffs was 2007. Uh, so, I mean, it's been 20, uh, 12 years. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I think that out it's, of any team that has won since then, I mean, you're looking at Chicago's and LA. LA almost missed the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> but <at> LA, <laughs> you, you got Pittsburgh. Yeah. There's, and Boston. I mean, those teams weren't missing the playoffs. No. You, you, nobody was predicting them to miss the playoffs. But this time around, I think it's possible. All right. Well, that's uh, that's that's our show. Wow. Welcome back, and uh, you know we're we're glad to be here. We'll be back later in the week. Yeah. And uh, you know we'll we'll keep bringing now now that we're through all thirty teams, thirty one teams, <laughs> thirty one. Yeah. We can just do it again. Let's just do no, it. No, we won't do it again. We'll uh, we'll cook something up for uh, the rest of the summer and kind of have some fun things going on. If you if you go back to our first few episodes from last year, we ranked all the forwards, all the defensemen all time. So we'll, we'll probably end up doing something along along those lines of, uh, you know, talking about ranking players and teams and, and all that. So yeah. it, it, we'll, we'll have a good time the rest of the summer. Uh, thanks for sticking with us, and we'll look forward to chatting with you later in the week. <laughs>